It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. I surprised Brady with that That was loud. Good. Wow. It's good for it builds character. Yeah, we have a big show in front of us. Uh, We get to cheat a little bit with girls basketball because we did get just a peek of the the kickoff of the action yesterday, but... uh, Girls basketball is just getting started. Boys basketball starts next week. And while we're going to try to see how much we know about it and what we think is going to happen. Yeah, it's one of the few times, though, where the little bit of information we got is actually kind of helpful to me because I'd kind of forgotten about a team and what they might have. Right. And, and now that I know that they've got that, there's somebody that we can talk about. So we'll have girls basketball, we'll have boys basketball, Mac, BWAC. We'll try to touch on some of the teams in the thumb if we can, but... Yeah, this could be a doozy of an episode because we have a lot to pack into not a lot of time. All right, and we'll get it all going in just a second. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor. 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, Brady, girls' basketball season is what we'll talk about first um, since we're doing a couple of games later tonight. uh, And the season technically is underway. We had uh, some games already this uh, week. Um, so let's get uh, right to, to this, and uh, we'll start in the MAC, and we kind of have a couple of isolated teams, and then a grouping of teams. You well, know, I mean, yeah, it's the the we said on the last show the MAC's unfortunately divided because Port Huron High's in the red, Northern's in the white, Marysville's in the blue, and then Saint. Cl- Excuse me, St. Clair and Marine City are in the gold. So not a good grouping for us. Uh, it's just easier when we talk about the boys. We end up doing a few more boys games because the Max Silver so loaded yeah, that we get more local local matchups and they play twice. So we might have a couple less girls games because we don't get the Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City triangle. Uh but where in the MAC do you want to start? Because I think every team is pretty interesting. Yeah, well, we'll start at the top. Let's let's start in the red where PH is again um, this year, and this is a basketball team, Brady, with a, a lot of change. And we've for the first time in a few years, we've got a lot of questions about the Big Reds because the last three or four years we've come into this program with a lot of answers. Yeah, and even. Uh, last year, we knew they lost some good players, but you knew Julia Gilbert was back. Maya Jacobs stepping up was a big, big part of their game. But this year, are going to have to have some new players step up. I mean, Ileana Williams back, Deja Brown, um, Mashayla Hughes is one. And remember, Izzy Trombley got hurt last year. She's a player that last year we expected to be one of the players that stepped up. And now, in her junior season has a good chance to to be one of the people that offense runs through. And they need to, especially now, Becky Gilbert gone, Stacy Meyer, her assistant, now the head coach. It's going to be a new kind of feel at Port Huron High for the girls' basketball. But the cabinet's not bare. And if there's one thing Port Huron High has done the last few years, and hopefully Coach uh, Mayer can just keep the system going that uh, Coach Gilbert had, is they develop players. Because like I said, Maya Jacobs wasn't someone we thought was going to be their main scorer a year ago, and she turned into, if it wasn't Gilbert, it was her. Who can they turn into the, the go-to person this year? 
Well, I think the obvious answer to me, because I've seen her play, Ileana Williams, when she gets going, she can create offense, she can knock down shots, she can get to the basket. That's one person. We haven't seen Izzy Trombley play. We know Izzy Trombley is a good athlete. Right. We know about her sisters, uh, right. and, and, and they were scorers. So we're hoping Izzy's got what they've got, um, because that would be huge for for them if Izzy Trombley is somebody who can get them 10 or 15 points a basketball game. Or even just... Because that's what they were getting from Gilbert. Right. Well, and, and I'm not saying you're you, not going you to re- go out and beat Julia Gilbert because Julia Gilbert would eat a brick wall to win a basketball <laughs> game. And I watched her some nights just go, okay, we're not going to lose because I'm not going to let it happen. You can't replace that. Well, Trombley doesn't have to necessarily be the scorer, but in the Mac Red, you know they're going to attack and they're going to attack hard, and you're going to need to be able to get the ball up the floor, not turn it over. Even if she only ends up with four to six points a night, if she can get the ball over half court, get it onto their side and set up the offense, get in, get into rhythm, that's going to be huge because if you can't bring the ball up the court in the MAC red, you are going to get eaten alive some nights, especially against some of the gross point schools, especially against a team like Dakota that seems like they just give you pressure for the entire game. Yeah, Hughes is an interesting player, too, because she played a lot for the Big Reds last year, and she was one of the, the people that was a ball handler, uh, was expected to, to make plays when teams put pressure in, in the backcourt on the Big Reds, but she didn't shoot very well, and she didn't score a whole lot, so I'd like to see that part of her game improve a little bit and just give them something. Well, again, with a whole basically new crop of players having to step up because none of these players were the main go-to person they never had the, the the number one defender on them they always were the third fourth option most nights it's a little different when you're the number one but Port Huron High is been able to like I said make those players take the next step and that's what we need to see here but the Mac Red's going to be tough. Like I said, you have Dakota, you have the gross points, you have Lance Cruz North, or even though they don't have Brooke Daniels anymore, is still going to have a good team, or I'm assuming will have a good team. Yeah. Eisenhower yeah. has already played a game and got a win. Eisenhower is usually the weak one in that yeah. group, and they're not bad. So they're going- I do like that the Big Reds open with Chippewa Valley, who historically in girls basketball has a chance to get a win. Or yeah, a, you, you got to uh, uh, maybe have a feel-good game, I hope. And with Port here on high, we're going to, I think the, the part when we're going to find out where exactly they stand, let's see how they do when they get to the Jim Weimer tournament, when they go to Marysville and they have the, the little local showcase where they stack up like we do with the Larry Mans in hockey, kind of use that in girls basketball to see where they fall in line with everyone else, including their rival Port here on Northern. Because Port Huron Northern Dennis, we've talked about this a lot, is a very interesting team. They bring back players like Kate Nichol, Shannon Falco, Charlotte Eastman. Those are some nice players. They lost Jersey McGregor, so they lost a lot of size. But yeah, the two Raymond girls too yes, are going to be. But good. what will they do with now everyone in another year? You have a new coach, but. You have a young team, but they're seasoned. They're not going to be that green. They're going to be able to take it and play. And now in the Mac White, competition is going to see maybe just a step slower. 
Yeah, here's the interesting thing. Everybody's going to go, oh, this is a young basketball team. They got a bunch of sophomores. Yeah, a bunch of sophomores who played as freshmen right. at the varsity level. And I think that's that's a big year for them. Um, I thought they, they you know, they, they did well last year, all things considered. I, I mean, again, I'm not looking at wins and losses from last season. Uh, I'm looking at um, how did these players develop. I thought Falco was under the gun right from the start, and she did a really good job. I thought both Nichols and Eastman had stretches last year where they were really good. I, I think of the two, Nichols really had the stronger season, but Eastman showed some flashes last year where you can tell there's a player there, and the Rainbow girls are are, are solid. Um, so I like the five starters. Now the question is, is when those kids aren't in the game, who does Northern have? That and what are they going to do if they face someone that has a player over six foot one, a, a tall player? Like, how are they going to combat that? Because even when Jersey McGregor wasn't scoring, she took away the post. Her defense would basically make them the other team have to shoot, and that's not there anymore. That's going to be the interesting part. I don't think Northern's quite to the point where you can call for, hey, they're the favorites to win a league title. They're going to do this, that, and the other. But I expect them to win more than they lose. They were Their record was 6-15 and 15 last year, but it was a lot better. They were a better team than that record showed. Again, the MAC red was brutal. Let's see how Northern stacks up because – I think they have a chance to make a big step forward this year. Yeah, and against the, the teams that they're going to, to be playing, I know they played Anchor Bay last year, and they won. That was actually, I think, the season opener. It was an overtime game. It was mm-hmm. a great basketball game that, that they won. Um, you know, I, I don't know much about Ford or Utica or Lakeview or, or Romeo girls basketball. Romeo's another one of those teams that they used to play in the red. Um, and a few years ago, they used to have some battles with PH. But Northern went down to Romeo last year, late in the season, and won by yeah. 20 points. Yeah, and the Matt crossovers. And yeah. It kind of shows, again, we talk about the difference between the red and the rest. And that was kind of showed the difference between the red and the rest. So with a slightly easier league uh, and with more seasoning I'm not like I said. I'm not going to say they have to win 15 games or something ridiculous like that. But I do expect this team to win more than they lose, and I expect this team to make strides. Again, they're they're still just sophomores, so they improve from the first game I'll see them tonight to when we see them in the heart of league play in January and February. That that's a, that's a big step, and look out because well, if they keep getting better, let, let's say they go 12 and 10. Brady, they double their win total from right. a year ago. Right, and I think that is very possible because the thing with the white is the bottom of the white necessarily isn't as strong as how the red top to bottom. Like Even yeah. when you played Ike and you played Northern, you had to be ready because they could beat them. I think you might have a few more games where I'm not saying you can roll the ball out and win, but you don't have to stress as much about the bottom of the white. Well, they have two interesting games to start. You'll see them play Yale tonight. Yes. Um, which I'm interested in both of these teams, uh, and we'll get more to Yale when we talk BWAC. And then they play Marysville at Marysville on Friday. Um, so th- those are two really interesting games for me. Marysville's in the blue. They opened play last night, and um, this was a score that surprised me a little bit. Well, yeah, let's let's just go to Marysville then because, well, we'll talk about the score in a minute, but Caitlin Kane, Anna Oles, 
Lauren Wilson, Maddie Smith, Gracie Fogarty, uh, Addison Wall, Sidney Hilgendorf, others that they lost from a year ago. They lost eight seniors off their regional championship team. They bring back some nice players, Kara Miller, Megan Winston, Avery Walters. Uh, then they had some bench players that are going to have to step up. But they did drop their opener. And again, this is what I talked about. We get a little bit of a cheat sheet with this one. They lose to North Branch, and they lose to North Branch kind of convincingly last night. Yeah, but I, I remember a Viking team a couple years ago. Uh, they, they opened with PH, and PH beat them like 58 to 12 or something. And then Marysville, I don't think, lost another game the rest yeah, they, of the year. They lost 52-35 <laughs> in their opener. Um to North Branch now. We'll we know they'll about, play better defense. Yes. They won't give up 52 points regularly. We, they can't. We know. Well, yeah, that's that's uh, Ryan Rathje's style. But they lose their opener to a team that we suspect is going to be pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, but what are they going to do now in a tougher league? Because let's be honest. When they weren't playing Marine City or St. Clair, their league games were gimmies. They really were. There wasn't a league game you were worried about in the MAC uh, gold last year, besides St. Clair and Marine City, that changes a little bit. How Northern maybe doesn't have to worry about all the top to bottom. Marysville can't just go, all right, we're playing the bottom team. Just don't mess this up. Yeah, and it's, again, the the blue is kind of a mystery to me. I, I think Stevenson will probably be tough. South Lake's going to be good. South Lake, South Lake had a couple young players that I saw – beat St. Clair last year, and they jumped from the silver to the blue. You don't do that unless you're expect you're expecting your team to be pretty dang good. Cousin last year, I saw them play Emily City. They were a good program. They lost their opener to Dakota, but, yeah, I'm not going to Yeah, I'm not going to knock them for, them for that. But Cousin kind of tends to be hit and miss. They're either really good or they're not really good. <laughs> So it, it, what kind of a Cousineau team do they have yeah, And then year? you said yeah, they have the big schools like Chip Valley and Stevenson. I know Chip Valley struggled a bit, and we'll find out a little more about them uh, in their openers. But, yeah, Marysville doesn't have a as easy of a division because you don't have the Roseville or the, the I think, uh, Fitzgerald was in their division yeah. last year. You don't have that this year if you're Marysville. So they're – they might not have as pretty of a record as they did a year ago. But again, like Northern, can they improve from the start to the end? Now, the one thing I'm, I would, I'm interested to see how it works. Kara Miller is probably their leading scorer from a year ago. But Kara Miller, the way she scores is she shoots. She's one of the better three-point shooters in the area. And when she's on, it's a thing of beauty. You saw her almost single-handedly will them to a quarterfinal win. But it helped when you have Caitlin Kane driving the paint. They collapse, kick out three. Who's going to be that scorer inside that sets up Miller, or is she going to be able to create shots on her own? Yeah, and I'm I'm looking to Avery Walters to have a big season for them. Um, and uh, the the other uh, player um, who can be a wild card in this situation because I think she's a really good athlete is Winston. Well, and you know she's always going to be a good defender. The question is, can you get a little more scoring out of her? And last year you didn't need to because you could put her in there, say, hey, get play defense and 
shut them down, and we have people that can score. This year, she's going to be relied on to score the rock a little bit and you know complement her defense because she, like you said, you watch her play. She's a bulldog. She runs around. She doesn't slow down ever, but can she just get a few points in there? Again, we're not asking for 15, 20 points a night, but hey, six to eight, and on an, on a, an occasional night, you go for a dozen. Yeah. It's just she's like you said, she's athletic enough to do it. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I do think that Walters is a player who can get you double digits. And now in her third year, yeah. um, she led the team against North Branch. She had nine. Again, that was not a good start for Marysville, but on the road to start against a good BWAC team. All right, hey, you know they're not the Marysville from last year, but where exactly do they fall? Because maybe we'll look back at this and go, it's just that North Branch is really good. Well, it just might have been the opening game, and, and they haven't found themselves just yet. Um, confidence is a big thing, too. You know, the, they know who's not back right. from last year, and they're all looking at each other going, boy, so-and-so used to do this, and so-and-so used to do that. Who's going to do that now? Maybe they just haven't figured that out yet. But I, I know this. They'll be well-coached, and they'll play better defense than 52 points. All right. Marine City and St. Clair are the only two teams in the same MAC division. So we at least get that game twice. Start with Marine City. They're an interesting one. Because when I tell you you lose Chloe Austin and Bella Volkman, you go, ooh, I don't like that. Those are two really yeah, nice players. Layla, Layla Comment. Oh, yeah, um, and Janie Ferron. But yep. if I tell you they you bring back Blanchard, Jocelyn Dietlin, Olivia Volkman, and Sydney Smith, you go... Okay, I really like that <laughs> because that's a solid four players that you know is going to be on the floor a lot for you. And like we said, Blanchard at times has shown the ability to take over games. The one question with her, can she do it on the night-in, night-out basis? Because much like with the Marysville players we talked about, she didn't always have to because she had more complementary pieces. This year, it's going to be a little more on her, a little more on Dietlin, a little more on Volkman that... I'm not saying 30 points a night, but there might be nights where they it's it's one person attacking because yeah, well, Dietland did that too a couple games last we, year. We we know that Blanchard can do it. I, mm-hmm. I saw her score 32 in a game last year, um, and I, that was against St. Clair. So she did it against a good uh, team. Um, so we know that the capability is there. Dietland is you know she's a double double in warm up. You know, you know, you know, you're getting at least ten points and ten rebounds, and a lot of nights you're getting more than that. Right. Again, they just have to find a way to replace those players. But I think if these these players coming up make that next step, because as sophomores they were really talented, and if they can just get a little bit of depth from some of the JV players coming up, and just not have to play them thirty minutes a night, I think will be. Uh, I think they'll be doing pretty solid. And in the Matt Gold... Marine, Marine City needs to protect the basketball. Yes. Because sometimes they like to throw it away. <laughs> or at least last year, that, that was their thing. And they, they need to avoid those stretches where you go four minutes without making a shot. Because that happened to them a few times last year. And you looked around at their roster and went, how is this happening? Right. They're, they just need to have that set, be able to settle it down. And again, that goes back to a Deetland or a Blanchard to go, hey, we haven't scored in two minutes. Just get us a bucket. Get to the line. Get a couple free throws. Yeah. Just something to go, whew, 
All right. Well, you you had, you had those two two Volkmans. You, uh, remember they had Laboon last year. Yeah. They had uh, comment uh, Ferone, and uh, I'm I'm missing somebody else that they had. And, and you're like, how are they not getting a, a basket every minute? Right. <laughs> you, and then they show the ability where they'd go bang, 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 yeah. bang, and it's twenty to two. I think they I saw them start off against Roseville on like a thirty-one to zero run or something ridiculous like that. They just dominated Roseville. Well, I, 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 I saw them get like 35 in the first half at Elkanac last year, and they ended the game with 40. Now, my, they won by 25 points, but it's just, how do you go from scoring 35 in one half to five points in the next The half? dichotomy of that team <laughs> is is interesting. So I guess the theme for Marine City will just be consistency. Yeah, We know their high-end talent is really good. They almost knocked off Marysville. Again, a charge and one call that. It goes the other way. Maybe it's Marine City making the magical run, but they just have to do that consistently in the big games. Because remember, even against Marysville, they were playing with them in the regular season in the first half, and then they went on like a – I think they may have been shut out in the third quarter. They went like 10 minutes without scoring a basket, and then the game was over. But for the first 12 minutes of the game, you're going, they have Marysville on the ropes, and they – like you said, not even just game to game, quarter to quarter, sometimes it changes. All right, last Mac Silver team, or Mac, uh, excuse me, gold. Mac Gold team, St. Clair. Uh, they bring back some players we really like in Aaron Saros, Peyton Malcolm, Ashlyn Zimmer. They lose Sky Gottler and Paris Henderson, so they lose some ball handling. But even if Sky, if Sky didn't score a lot, she was able to. Calm the waters, break the press, get the ball up the floor. But I like those players coming back for Coach Petrakowski, and I know he's he's feeling really confident about his team this year because they play with an edge to them. And at some point, we think they're going to get some help. They've got an injury to start the season. But at some point, we think Matty Cole's going to come back, yes. and that's a player that will help them. Yes, that's a, again, plays with an edge. And, you know, I... Sometimes when you have to play with an edge, sometimes you go over the line just a little bit, but that's part of playing with the edge is knowing when to take that extra little bit and when she can't not help to. herself. She's got to watch the boys play and the Ellis's. <laughs> She's been watching Ellis's her whole career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just go through a brick wall. But uh, I think St. Clair has a good chance to challenge for a league title. I really think them and Marine City should be one and two in the league, unless there's something I don't know about Frazier or Clawson. Or, I mean, Clawson's been good in the silver in years past, but I don't think Roseville should be much of a threat. Does, I mean, Lakeshore, I don't think did much. I could be showing my ass here, but... I like none of those teams strike fear that I don't think Marine City or St. Clair could be able to overcome them. Yeah, I uh, again, I I kind of like the the way the gold is set up for our two area teams as well. Um, Frazier and Clawson did open the season with wins, but they were playing teams from lower divisions. Yeah, uh, Frazier beat Richmond, and Clawson beat Madison Heights. Madison, who's a bronze team. So again, back to St. Clair though. I just like the way they played last year, and they finished 12-9 and nine a year ago. But, Dennis, you said this on our last show. It felt like every 50-50 game went against them. Yeah. And part of that is you could say, all right, they need to learn to win, learn to finish. 
But if we're being honest, sometimes it's just luck. Sometimes you get the roll, and even if they get a few breaks to go their way, they might have a 15-win season, and you're feeling a lot different. They just couldn't quite get that last step. Yeah. They'd get to the door, they'd knock on it, but they couldn't get knock it down. They were uh, a free throw away from getting a split with Marine City mm-hmm. in their two games, and it would have been a miraculous win because they were way down in that game. And that's the other thing. Start off well. Because it felt like every time, even against Marysville, they'd do it. They'd start down 12, and you're going, all right, this is going to be a blowout. And then they'd chip away, chip away, and have a chance to come back at the end. Just start well out the gate. That was the other thing with St. Clair a year ago is they just would put themselves in holes, and they'd have to be climbing up a hill the last three quarters and like just play like you do the last three quarters in the first quarter, and you win, that, and you win games by 8 to 10 points. You know, and and last year, uh, especially when Schindler was in the game, but uh, they they had Ashton Zimmerman last year too. Yes, um, and even Saros has some some size for them. They're bigger than most of the teams they play in the post, mm-hmm. uh, and especially again, especially with with Schindler. So she's got that another year under her belt. Um, I, I think this could be a really big year for her. I think this could be a big year for St. Clair again. I, I think that it is not unreasonable to say they have a very strong chance at winning the league. They have a very strong chance at winning a district. But I can say the same thing about their rivals in Marine City, and that's going to be the interesting part is which one of those teams comes out on top because there's a very good chance they play three times this season. All right, just uh, real quick, we'll see Marine City against Algonac tonight. That'll be the game that I have. And, Brady, you'll see Northern taking on Yale, and that'll be our segue to uh, talk a little bit about the BWAC. All right. <laughs> you want to do that now or you want to take a um, break? Yeah, you know what? Let's just make it a marathon because, <laughs> I mean, we can break up the boys into two segments because we're going we're gonna to have to do it at some point. All right, let's start with Emily City. They were the defending champs, hadn't lost a BWAC game. I don't think since Get Stuck on Sports has been a thing. Yep. So they have been really, really solid. However, Mary They've Langman, been the cross-lex the cross yeah. has been in boys. They've been in girls in the BWAC. Mary Langeman, Anna Langeman, Jaya Forty, all gone. 80% of their scoring's gone. Shout out Callie on the sports report for that little factoid. But have that gone. You bring back Lily Langman and Lexa Forty, but replacing Mary Langman is not something you do. No, like she's she was just a she was sensational. Player. Yeah. And she was a player that you just knew automatically on a bad night was giving you twelve points. And, and most nights was giving you twenty or better. Right. And Depending on how deep in the game they needed her to play. And was playing strong defense, could distribute the basketball. Lily Langman and Alexa Forty are good players. Don't get me wrong. But like we said with uh, PH, like we said with Marysville, it's a little different when you're the one circled in red ink on the scouting report. When you're the one they're saying, hey, stop them and stop them. What are they going to be able to do now that their go-to scorer is gone, and how are they going to manufacture maybe some points in? Last year, if they were in a little bit of a dry spell, hey, get the ball to Mary, score. All right, perfect. Good job. All right, we're back on track. This year, who are they giving the ball to? How are they attacking? Now, Bill Langham in the head coach, replacing Heather Lowers. A little bit of a transition period for MLA City. I think they'll still be good, 
but I don't think they're going to go 14 and 0 in the BWAC. Well, this this will be interesting too because there's another way I I can look at this and say, well, Mary took 15 shots a game last year. Who's going to take those 15 shots this year? You assume Lily's going to get half of them and Lex is going to get half of them. How much more do they score getting those more uh, extra shots? Right. But again, you don't have the other complementary options like Anna Langeman or Jay of 40 where you can kick out, hey, if they're attacking Mary Langeman, she had no problem giving the ball to someone else, letting them score, letting them attack, and being able to rack up the assist numbers instead of the points. But in the, in the districts, one thing uh, that the outgoing coach did a good job of is in the districts, they got a lot of young players into game because they were winning big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there might be some, some JV kids and some young players coming in whose names that we're not familiar with who might help them out. I still think – I'm still going to put the target on MLA City's back, but I think it's – I do agree it's more wide open this year. Like, when we start the season, I think there's hope for other teams in the BWAC to try to knock MLA City off. Right, because last year you said they might lose one. If everything cracks right, they might drop one, but I didn't think anyone else was going to run the table besides their one loss to MLA City. This year, there are some other options. And Dennis, well, I guess we can go to the second-place finisher from a year ago, Yale. Yeah, Yale's an interesting uh, team. You'll see them later uh, tonight, and we'll know more about them because, again, last year they had uh, a couple of kids, uh, I think Griffin. Jenna Griffin and Natalie Long are both graduated. Yeah, so they bring back Abby Dykstra, again, Gracie Ostrander, Alyssa Barr. Again, getting a lot of this from Callie on the Sports Report, so go give her some love, go follow her, sign up for her newsletter, all that. But, yes, those are the three big ones that are coming back, and we thought Yale or Armada could challenge. We'll talk about the Tigers in a second. But you saw Yale a couple times. They have a solid team. Yeah, and and the one night Barr was in particularly good. And when I talk to people afterwards, they're like, she never played like that before. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if they can figure out how to get her to play like that all the time, right. she'll be a force because she has a little bit of length. Um, and and she, she was a nice uh, player. So th- they have some pieces there. Um the one girl did most of the scoring. Griffin did most of the scoring. So they're going to have to figure out who's going to, to be their scorer and, and their shooter. But they, they play hard. Dykstra was a player that I really liked, too. They play hard. They'll defend. The question is, is with their one, you know, that's a girl that was scoring 20 points a game for them mm-hmm. last season. you got to figure out where that's going to come from now. Yes. The good news is you have a lot coming back to help that out. So... Yale's A team, I think, might be in the mix for a BWAC title. Again, the BWAC feels wide open. Like, there's no one you can say with a lot of certainty is going to be one of the premier teams. Mentioned Armada. They had a lot of young players a year ago. They finished third. They've won 14 and 8 last year. Can the Tigers make that next step? Because they had some very young players that hopefully this year take that next step. And the Armada Tigers are looking from the top of the BWAC and trying to hold everyone off. Well, the freshman guard that they had there last year. Upton? Uh, or Sneezak? No, Upton. Upton. Uh, was really good. Really good. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, so, again, our, our, and, our, and Armada was one of those teams where, 
you know, they had four or five kids. Whoever had the hot hand got the ball, and somebody different every quarter did something nice for them. And at the end of the night, you had a bunch of kids that had 8 to 11 points who all at different points in the game scored their points in, a, in bunches. Right. It's those teams that you feel like can never get those like postseason awards because you have a player at 9 points a game, 8 points a game, and no one is that one standout player. But as a team, collectively, you have a really nice team. Yeah. And, and you end and up that, winning a lot more than you lose. And that's how Armada makes me feel. And, and the, you know, they, got, they get great guard play. They lost Cleland and Schramm, so they did lose a bit. But, Dennis, I, I'd expect Armada to be near the top of the BWAC again this year just because they bring players back and maybe, I don't want to say a down BWAC, but an open BWAC, you have the opportunity. But let me ask you this, Dennis. When you don't lose any players to graduation, usually you're feeling good going into the next season, right? Oh, yeah. Enter the North Branch Broncos, and they made a statement in their opener. Again, Marysville lost eight seniors, so it doesn't have that pizzazz it would have nine months ago. But still, a dominating win over a program you know is still going to be an above 500 team, be a good team, challenge for a district title. But North Branch didn't lose anyone from last year, and you saw them a few times. And every time you saw them, you came away more impressed. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, Gormley can score. Um, they get great post play. Uh, Bickle will be a, a force for them, uh, and they have nice uh, other other players who rebound, run the floor, um, can shoot. Um, Cake is is uh, one of the players that, that's. That comes to mind, um, and and those were the players that stepped up for them in their opener. Right. Uh, it was yeah. It was just a really impressive win, and I think if you're the rest of the BWAC and you see that score, you go, "Ooh, that's I don't I don't like seeing that." Especially when Bailey Gormley has 23 points in the win. It's you're going, oh, that's a that's a lot of points against, like you said, Dennis, a team you expect to play good defense. I don't know how many players have scored 20-some points on Marysville in the last few years. Probably not many, or at least not many that, that don't go to, like, big schools. Right. Like, um, I'm sure uh, the girl from Country Day may have. Blanchard may have gotten there, but you don't get – they usually do a good job shutting down players because, whew, and to have Gormley score twenty three—that's a big, but, big statement to start but off. She's a, she's a scorer too. Like, yes. like she not uh, she can shoot, but she drives the lane and you know can get to the basket and also gets a lot of free throws. Right, but I'm still point being, Marysville doesn't give up that many points. There's some teams they score twenty some against. You go, hey, nice job, that's a good game. And there's other teams you score twenty three against, and you go, oh. Oh, okay. That that's a legit twenty-three. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep going through the BWAC. Teams that struggled a bit last year. Algonac, they were an interesting team. They had a lot of good athletes. Um, but again, we always say there's a difference between basketball players and athletes. Felt like they had a lot of good athletes, and you could see that at times. But they, they had a losing record last year, 10-11. and 11. They bring back Ellis Stevenson, J.C. Reams, D. DeLang, Danielle Rowland, 
sound familiar? Yeah, those names? Uh, and, and uh, again, th- those are really good athletic uh, players. I think uh, Stevenson made all conference. Yeah, I think she was first team all BWAC last year. And now this Algonac team, I don't know if they're going to contend for a league title. This is an Algonac team that, especially with no juggernaut at top, they could throw a wrench in things. They could be my. They're going to surprise someone, and they're gonna, we're going to look at the BWAC standings and pop that everywhere and go, wow, damn, if only that team didn't drop that game in Algonac in overtime, they, they'd have a chance to win a league title. I just feel like this Algonac team's scrappy, and when they play, they play it hard, and that's half the battle is getting the effort. The scoring will come, but if you can slow teams down and shut them down, you're going to give yourselves a chance. Yeah, that seemed to be the, the couple of times that I saw them was they'd go through a funk in a game where they'd go long stretches without being able to make a shot and score points. It wasn't effort, uh, and it wasn't defense that was a problem for them. It was scoring enough points. All right, Almont, um, they struggled last year 4-10 and 10 in the BWAC. They lose Grace Johnson, Lizzie Brandt, Sarah Hall, but they bring back a lot. Grace Koenig, Lydia Lacavera, Kendall Roshevsky, Brandy Zimmer, uh, Ava pa- pa- Panduran, excuse me, and they already played one game. They did lose their opener, but they were very competitive in a 55-44 loss to Ortonville-Brandon. By the way, I should have mentioned Armada beat Deckerville 52-22 in their opener. So right. they wasted no time getting out of the gates. But a loss for Almont in the opener, but that's a pretty competitive game for the Raiders. They've got to stay healthy. They had a lot of issues with uh, injuries last year um, and and quite frankly, they didn't play well, um, and that's coming from players, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 those are kids that I actually talked to last year in Emily City uh, after a game, and they're just like, "We're just not playing well." And uh, with another year of experience, with all those players coming back, I feel like you have a whole starting lineup returning. That a little more experience, a little more, a little more time and, and exposure. Maybe you start just playing a little better and you can compete with those top teams because anytime you bring back, what, five, six good players, you have a good chance. And again, like athletic Koenig, Groshevsky, those are athletic kids. Yes, yes, they are. Cross-Lex was an interesting situation. We talked about this um, last show. Cross-Lex, you looked at them, you watched them play, and you didn't see a 3-19 and basketball team. Like, Dennis, sometimes we watch girls basketball or just basketball in general, and you go, oh, my God. Sometimes you look at it and go, how did this team win three games? Right. Like, who did they beat? And how right. bad are those teams? Right. <laughs> You're going, what, what's going And that was not the case with Cross-Lex, and I will fight tooth and nail with this because every time I saw the Pioneers, they brought the ball up well, they'd play good defense, they'd run through their offense. But when it came time to scoring the basketball, <laughs> that was the one thing they struggled at, and unfortunately for the Pioneers, that's what decides games. But you watch them play, and you go, this is not a bad basketball team. This is not a team that is going to win three games. They just have to find a way to score. And I know a lot of their players were younger a year ago, so they bring some back. Uh, I don't expect them to go from 3-19 and to winning 17 games. No. But I expect them to be competitive, win more games, and maybe 
be around 500. Well, uh, the thing with them is they got better, too, as the year went on last year. Like, the beginning of the year, they were getting blown out. First half of the season, they weren't playing many close games. Second half of the season, they started to get competitive, and they started to give teams tougher games. Yes, and I just – I saw them early, and I saw them later in the year, and it was – they just weren't – as bad as their record showed, and I felt bad that they didn't really get the results that I felt they deserved at times. Now, I'm not saying they should have won 10, 12 games, but they should have maybe doubled their win total with how they played. They just have to figure out a way to score, and that's the biggest issue. And then Richmond is is a team we, we want to figure out because individually we've seen some players there that were like, these are good basketball players. Yes. Why can't they put this together? Yeah, so they are a team I hope takes a step forward. Richmond has struggled for a while. Uh, They bring back some nice players. I liked Liz Coker from a year ago. I believe she was a freshman last year. And when I watched her, I'm like, that's a nice player. They lose Ashley Halligan, um, who was a solid player for them. Just didn't have a ton around them. They're just trying to take the next step. They did win a game in league play last year, hoping to just take that next step forward. All right, so that's the the BWAC and the MAC and girls basketball. We still have boys still basketball. Still have boys basketball. Uh, real quick, I, I do want to get in that uh, Sandusky opened uh, with a uh, a victory over Laker, and it the was San- a- the Sandusky Wolves. We didn't even Sandusky talk about Wolves. that. Uh, maybe we'll spend some time in a later show. They but- beat Laker fifty eight to twenty three, and they've got a lot of the uh, usual suspects uh, back uh, this year. But Morgan uh, Teague was their big scorer. In the opener with uh, 17 uh, points, but um, they they did lose a couple of players, uh, a couple of starters off that team, but they're still loaded this year. So I think it looks good for Sandusky again. I, I was interested in this score because Lakers a name, and I'm, I'm it's it's not the same in girls basketball as it is in some of the other sports. But Lakers still a name, and you're like, oh, they smoke Laker. Here comes Sandusky. So that's win number 791 for Al DeMott. So six more to tie the record and seven more to uh, be the all-time winningest girls basketball coach in the state of Michigan. Which is still just ridiculous. Yep. But, by the way, real quick, two seconds. What would you think of Wolves as the name? Uh, doesn't bother me. Thought it was better than the other options they originally were going uh, with. I, I just uh, – the, the, one, the, the one I didn't really like was Storm, and I don't know why. It's not a bad name. I just didn't like it. Yeah, and I think Wolves – and uh, have I shown you the logo? No. I'll show you during the break, but they, I think they did a nice job with the logo. All in all, I can't complain because there were a lot worse options. I wasn't going to complain because I knew after I said it a few times, I'd just get used to saying it. Right. <laughs> so um, there you go. And, and most times, any, anyways, I, I call them Sandusky anyways. <laughs> All right. uh, how often do we say pirates? We say Harbor Beach. All right. Fair so, enough. Anyways, uh, we'll take a break and we'll talk some boys basketball next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady with you now. Uh, let's uh, discuss 
boys basketball as uh, their season will get uh, going here in uh, another uh, week. And again, we've got some good teams in the area and we've got some talent in the area. Who's going to put it all together is going to be the big question. And, and Brady, we're very excited about Port Huron Northern. Well, so let's yeah, let's start I mean, there. There's I, the obvious reason in Tyler Jamison. But this year, they've got a young crop of players that basketball is going to be good at, we think, at Northern past Tyler Jamison. Yeah, and obviously Tyler Jamison is a generational talent. I mean, when was the last time this area produced a D1 basketball player? I mean, if you want to count New Haven, obviously Romeo Weems and, and that group produced a couple. Yeah, Williams. It, Williams went, he was committed D2, went D1. He's on like his fourth school, but he's been playing D1 basketball. But besides those two, I mean, you can't really name another one. And Northern's got a dude that if this was five, six years ago, he wouldn't have had to wait for a D1 offer, he would have had a big choice of them. And he is the real deal. Like we said, he is must-watch basketball. There are very few athletes um, that we've covered that we say, I don't care if you don't give two hoots about Northern. Go watch a Northern basketball game. It's worth it. Uh, and, and here's the thing, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this game as an example. He scored 59 against Cousin O last year. Yes. He took and made one three-pointer in the game. Generally, when you see a big number like that, it's because a kid got hot that night and he knocked down 13 yeah, three-pointers, and that's how you get that big a that's number. That's what Miller would do in Marlette. Yeah, he, he went to the basket, and they would double, triple. He scored a hoop in that game with all five Cousineau defenders surrounding him under the basket, <laughs> and he still somehow got above them and scored it off the, the glass. If uh, I remember correctly, you just started laughing. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's it's they'd come out and try to stop him at midcourt, and he'd just go right by him. Which is still they'd the drop back, and he'd just do. go right to the basket and score. It, it, yeah, they you can't guard him at half court. No. Teams would start to, like, double team at half court. It's like, great, he'll beat both of them, and now it's a five-on-three, and you're screwed. And, and here's the other thing about it is he did it without being selfish, too. That's the other thing you think, oh, well, he's taking all their shots. No, actually, he led them in assists in that game, too. Every other basket that they scored was on a pass from Tyler Jameson where he got a kid a bunny. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's ridiculous, and he should have some help this year from what we understand, but... Some other players returning, Luke Maher, Jacob Clark, Kanye Cole, um, guys we like. Um, Kanye Cole is just an interesting one because it seems like every really good team has a guy that plays yeah. that role. He's the energy guy. He's almost kind of like the Rick Mahorn of the team where he's going to come in, bully team players around, hey, you get five fouls, he's going to use five fouls, he'll grab some rebounds, and he's almost, to use a hockey analogy, the enforcer for Jamison. If you want to try and take shots at Jay, if you want to, hey, play Jordan rules with Jamison for another '80s basketball reference. Yeah. If you want and to do that, do. you Kanye Cole is going to be there to at least 
let you know he he doesn't like that very much. Yeah, and protect his guy. And and uh, Maher and Clark a little streaky last year, but I'll tell you what, they're three point shooters who when they get into rhythm and get going, they can knock them down. And we talked about this um, in the when they went to districts and in the big games. We they don't need to produce four five threes a game. Hit one or two between the two of them. Hit three. That's an extra basically 10 points you get from that group, and that's a big difference because you know you know Tyler's getting his. But if you can get complementary scoring from the other players, if you can just get five points here, four points here, six points here, it, it adds up to make a difference. And Northern this year playing in the MAC white is going to have much stiffer competition but we know why it's happening. It's because they want to finally dethrone Dakota. Yeah, uh, and the, the 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 thing is, just one step back. Last year they were played for the championship on the road at uh, Lakeshore. Yeah, uh, and Clark made one shot in that game, but it was a big time three when the game was tight and they had to have a bucket. He knocked it down, and uh, Maher was a kid who started scoring 10, 12 points a game for them the second half of the season during during that. Uh, Run where they were, uh, they went what ten or eleven in a row. He turned it up and, and started doing that. Cause yeah. It started with Jameson's ginormous games, and we went, "All right, that's awesome." But forty-five, fifty points a game is not sustainable. He'll get twenty-five, thirty, which is still astronomically ridiculous. And would disappoint you. Oh, he only had twenty-six. Yeah, it, if we what are you talking about? If we showed up and he went twenty-three, <laughs> ten, and four. We're like, eh. <laughs> and nothing special because we know what Off it night. But here's the white for Northern. Ike, Gross Point North, New Haven, Romeo, Mott. That's a gauntlet. The blue wasn't easy. But the white is going to be really, really tough. And they actually get it started. They open up with defending Mac Red champion Chippewa Valley uh, on Saturday, December 10th. Hello, welcome back to the season. They're not shying down from a challenge, and nor should they, because they they want to be that team that finally gets over that Dakota hump. Well, that, I mean, they they yeah, they have to play good basketball teams. They have to prepare themselves for that district because that district is one of the toughest ones in the state. Just just the the those. Two teams that are always there in Dakota and Lance Cruz North. Well, they lost their, their – I'm interested to see what Lance Cruz North will be because they have a coaching change, and I don't know how much they bring back. But, again, Dakota's always going to be the boogeyman. But Northern is going to be the, the team that you look at and just go, wonder what's going to happen. And I believe – I'm going to triple check, but I'm 90% sure we get the matchup we've wanted for a while now, Crosslex Northern. Uh, I can double check, but I'm almost possible that that happens, um, and that is going to be a hell of a game because, well, they've been the class of the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think Northern goes up there this year. Let me just double check because I think Northern's going up there. I think Marysville's yeah, going up there. They too. they host actually Northern and High in the same week, but a Saturday game between. Uh, Cross Lex and Northern. So, yeah, that's going to be a big game on December 17th. If you're not doing anything, go up there. Yeah. If you want to see a good high school basketball game, 
go up there and you won't be disappointed. And I'm excited to see about the young group that's coming in for Northern too, and yes. see how what what they do as freshmen be, because we're we're hearing really good. Well, things and about you saw them. two of them on the football field. You saw Hardy, you saw Moreland on the football field, and you went, "Oh, okay, they're good. They're athletic." Yeah. Like Moreland's they, very exciting. They were start <laughs> they were starting in the secondary as freshmen on a Division two. Mac Blue Champion football team. And and he's just super fast, and I want to see how he uses that on the basketball court. Right. Okay. Now the good part of the Mac, the Mac Silver, which Marysville, Port Huron, St. Clair, Marine City, thank you. Finally, we get a division like this. Lakeview and Madison are also in it. But the four Mac Silver teams, which one do you want to start with? Because... I mean, it's it's your choice. Do you want to go to Port Huron? Yeah, let, let's let's start with uh, with PH because it, again, I, I look at this team, Brady, and I go, "There's enough talent." When are we going to get them over the the hump, playing more consistent basketball? Well, yeah, that's the thing. They they went seven and fourteen last year, but it felt like early in the season they really struggled to get going. Once they did, they weren't they were figuring it out. They, their only two losses are Brennan Coronado and Aaron Smith. And Aaron Smith's a big one, literally and figuratively, because he was the guy who could defend the paint. He wouldn't score a ton. He had a couple games where he went off for double digits, but he would be the one that defended the paint and kind of was the one to check other teams' big men. Sorry. Oh, I was... Oh, I got a I got a text I had to read. Oh, gotcha. I was <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. Yeah, um, that's all right. But anyway, uh, and I think there's going to be a little more help this year because at least according to the roster on the Port here on High, uh, their school page, Jaden Ashford on the roster this year. Um, that would be. Even if he's not a scorer, that's just another athletic guy that you could maybe put up against a big a big post player. It's going to grab rebounds. It's going to help you out. A, a younger player, Dennis, that I know, I think he played a little bit last year that I remember you saying something about was Garrett James. Yeah. That he didn't play a ton. And he was a freshman. But when he did, you noticed him. You went, oh, that's, that's not a bad young piece for them. They had a couple of guys like that kind of – come in I, I saw them a few times and each time I saw them there was a different kid that kind of stuck out in the game that you go okay this is not a name that we say all the time so like I say talent's never been the the issue it's consistency like I think Rosna could be a a scorer yes like, like I, I don't see why he's not double digits every single game Oriole is another guy. Shooters can be streaky, but when Oriole gets hot, like I don't see why he's not a guy that's ten to fifteen points every night. It's getting consistency. It, it it's getting guys to to give you something every game, not once every other game or every three games. Right. Uh, Dwinell Benjamin, Deontay Foy. Benjamin is a kid Forrest that Richard. that uh, a couple times I saw them play. I'm like, wait a minute. This guy looks like he's got something. So with that and with a couple new guys coming in that didn't play last year that would have helped them, 
PH, I think, could be a frisky team in the silver. Just because I, I know a lot of the other, at least the local teams, lost some talent or won't be healthy when the season starts. And if Port Huron can, you know, get that consistency going, because there are times you saw them, you went, that's a really good team. And then there are other games where you went, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I joked last year, the game they played at Marysville at Marysville, both teams should have lost because that was one of the worst <laughs> basketball games I've seen played. Port Huron ended up winning that game. But if they can get a little consistency, I – I really think they should have a winning record. I think they can do it, especially with a more open silver. Uh, which one of the – you want to just stay consistent, go to well, Marysville? Well, yeah, uh, Mary, Marysville is, is next because they, they, they got a blow with the Simpson injury. Well, they, they have a lot of injuries right now. I, you, I don't know of what combination that Tyler Simpson, Cole Horan, Zach Winston, Makai Radford, who started the year on fresh the start of the season last year as a, on the freshman team and was maybe their best player in the district game that they lost. If they could get them all playing at once, I'd be excited for this Marysville team. If you get them all playing at the same time, you're going, this is a frisky Marysville team. But if they're not all playing at the same time, it's going to be tough because you felt like this was the stepping stone year. Simpson out of that group, I believe, is the only senior. And if it just is frustrating because you had these guys back that you wanted to hit up the floor running and you're limping out of the gate. Yeah, uh, if the, in the last three years since we've been doing Get Stuck on Sports, if there's been any one basketball team in the area that has been just really unlucky with injury and sickness and things like that, it's been Mary's oh, yeah. basketball team. Yeah, I don't know what Eric Schunk did, but he needs to find a way to break the hex over him <laughs> because ever since the, the 2021 districts when they got coveted, well, to JV players coming in, they have just been the most unlucky team. They're due for some good luck. They really are. Yes. Um, and... When is it going to come? Because it's not going to come at the start of this season. No. Hopefully, the, the, they get back because, again, Zach Winston was playing big minutes as a freshman. Cole Horan, when he was playing, playing big minutes. Remember, Winston missed time last year. Tyler Simpson turned it on at the end of the year. Dennis, I know you saw some really impressive performances. Well, he, had, he had a 20-point, like, 15-rebound game uh, in one of the games I saw. Yeah, and Makai Radford was a kid didn't know he existed until the end of the regular season I went and did their game against Northern and I after the game I said to Shunk where the hell have you been hiding this kid he's one of your best ball handlers and then in the district game played great and yeah we'll see I don't know who in that group's playing out, out, out to start the season and it's going to be tough because Marysville starts on the road and and those are all the kids that you're expecting would do the bulk of their scoring right. too this year because Cole Bowman is gone he was their shooter last year so now, like, who's going to get their points? Right. Um, yeah, it's hopefully Marysville can get healthy sooner rather than later because I liked a lot of the young players Marysville had, and I'm a little disappointed. I might not get to see them all together maybe until after, after the new year. So St. Clair brings a few players back but they lose a lot they lose Kai Pennewell they lose Eli Lore they lose Luke Ellis they lose Cam Bleasdale they lose Derek Cramp they lose Derek Distelrath and you're going wow that's that was a team that 
won the Matt Gold last year somehow. I don't I'm glad he did, but I don't know how Matt Distorath was able to finagle his way to drop down a division <laughs> after winning the league. But they did and now it's gonna fall on the shoulders of Logan Ellis, Hunter Richardson. Braylon Essien. I know you like Jackson Oles. You liked him, how he showed yeah, up in football. Again, another quick kid on the court. Might have some young uh, freshmen coming in and playing some big minutes for them. Second year in, in distal rest system. And Dennis, remember last year, he was hired in like middle of football season. Yeah. He didn't get the summer with him. So at least the guys returning know how they want to work in the system. They've had a full offseason of camps, of, of, the, of the, the workouts they get to do in the summer and the fall, and they can kind of hit the ground running, where last year they kind of used December as almost a preseason for them to get right going into league play. And once they got going, they were tough to stop. Big reason for that is you had Eli Lore, who's now at Wayne State playing basketball. He makes a big difference. You can't replace him, but maybe down in the silver – they can they can see some success. Well, I mean, they were bigger than everybody last year, and they still might be this year with Hunter Richardson. So I think it's inside out for this team. Now it, it starts in the post, uh, at least on offense. It starts in the post with Hunter, and then uh, he can either score himself or he can make the passes to the open guys. And hopefully, they've got some guys who can knock down some shots. Uh, and then defensively, because Lore was a big rebounder for them. Yes. So they're going to need Hunter Richardson on the glass on the defense. Well, and event. here's the other thing. Without Kai Pennewell, and this is something I love that St. Clair did last year. Hey, if Pennewell was getting a little tired, they could bring Richardson in, and there wasn't much of a fall-off, if any. And they they were very – they could – use each other all and it was basically the same player on the floor that you could use one guy hey switch it out and you don't miss much this year if you don't have someone to give uh, Richardson a spell that's going to be what happens when he comes off the court because he's not playing 32 minutes I, I love watching the kid play but there's not many players in the area not, that play 32 minutes Jameson sans could. Jameson yeah exactly <laughs> so maybe Kalakovich could right but Besides that, what's going to happen when he comes off the floor? Hey, if you're playing a smaller team, which we think some of the teams in, in the MAC Silver, at least the local teams, might be, you have a, you, you have a chance to do that. But he's going to be one of their main scorers. And the other thing is, who's bringing the ball up when there's a press coming on? Who's going to be handling the ball when there's pressure coming at you? Yeah, um, and and that I mean. Lore is a big loss for that basketball team. But it's St. Clair, and don't they always find a kid? Yeah, they always seem to. <laughs> you know, so Ellis will step up his game. Somebody will step up their, their game. I, I really feel that way. Um, uh, I, I, I'm more confident that St. That Clair will be all right than I am Marine City because I have absolutely no idea what the Mariners have got to replace all the guys that are gone from last Nine year. Nine seniors. Nine. <laughs> That's a ton of seniors. And Parker Atkinson's back. Josh Vandeweyer's back. Yep. Um, chance for young guys to step up. Chance for people to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that – I. Vandy Viver can shoot a little bit, but who's going to rebound the basketball and for them? An athlete, and, and, um, and you know, yeah, I, I a I mean, lot went through Wyatt Walker 
last yeah. year. And again, we talked you mentioned all the kids last year that but yeah, Walker was like the guy that when things were going south, they turned to to make it work. And yeah, they lost a lot. They were in the back bronze last year. They they were able to come up basically so they could have this local league and it's going to be a challenge for Marine City. Yeah, I mean, and they they had like a lot of interchangeable kids like if Nelson got in foul trouble, Wozniak came into the game, yeah. and they're kind of the same player. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and they played most of last year without Charles Tigert, who was hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, and now they don't even have that as any kind of an option. So, And, um, again, Parker Atkinson's a nice athlete, but the concern I had about St. Clair, I kind of have about Marine City, but greater who's going to handle the pressure bringing the ball up the court? Who's going to try to break the press? Because... Yeah, if if I'm looking at Marine City, I'm thinking I'm attacking them. I'm going to force them to make mistakes. Yeah, it'll it'll there'll be some young guys there, and, and we'll we'll figure it out as we go. Oh, by the but, way, you know where they open? Hmm. This is a fun one to open with at Lakeshore. Oh, yeah. hello. That'll that'll be well. They'll all be tough games because that'll be a Mariner team trying to find its identity. Yeah, but at Lakeshore, <laughs> good lord, like that's rough. Um, talk about baptism by fire. Well, I mean, you you, you got to play. You, you get better by playing better teams, don't you? Yes, you do. All right, Dennis, let's take a break because I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on the BWAC, and I'm going to need to get a drink of water and get ready for this because this BWAC might be a, uh, a brawl of a year. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, let's uh, get to it. Let's start talking some uh, BWAC uh, boy uh, basketball, and when we talk BWAC, Lately, it's been all about Croslex and what Croslex does, and then everybody else follows. Yeah, I mean, they haven't lost a, a BWAC game since the 2019-2020 season. Uh, and, well, they they have to be the favorite until they're not. It's just the respect they've earned. I mean, they come off of a season where they might have two of their best players in their history graduate, and they follow it up with a 20-0 and season and a loss in the regionals to a really good, good rich team. It's, it, uh, again, starts at the top. I think they have a great coaching staff. Yes. It's kind of like when we talk about Marine City football, yeah. what that staff does. Uh, I think that's what they've got going on at Crosslex right now, all all through the ranks, and, and everybody's on the same page. And just like Marine City, uh, they go into a gym, and they expect to win, and there is no ifs, ands, or buts. It's we are winning this game. It's just a matter of how we win this game. And that was the one difference I said in, in the Goodrich game outside of Jake Townsend, who had like six threes in that game. It felt like it was... Croslex hoping to win, which was weird. But they lose Drake Townsend. They lose Sage Slanik, Kirk Wilson, Peyton Edwards right there. So that's those are tough losses. However, Trey Kolakovich back for his 73rd season. <laughs> Zach Kretsch, Donovan McDonald, Mitch Geiger, Trevor Soule, Landon Butler, Drew Hosterman should be back on the team. That's still a pretty good squad. That's that's it's a still real, probably a team that's going to be a favorite in the B one. That, that's a real good uh, squad. Um, um, this might be the year that Kalakovich has to score a little more, um, which I think he's very capable of. McDonald really started to make strides last season, maybe as the a, most as a dominant player. post player. Um, so yeah, don't cry for Crosslex. 
that they still have weapons. No, and if you talk to Lance, he might go, yeah, you know, we're hoping to be competitive, win more than we lose. <laughs> and you go, okay, Lance, you've lost like two games in three mm-hmm. years. Calm down. <laughs> They'll play tenacious defense. Yeah. They'll get easy baskets off of their tenacious defense. Yes. Um, Kretsch is a guy, again, he'll get to shoot a little more this year, and I think he'll find out that he's a good shooter and, and that he can score. Yeah, because two years ago, Donovan McDonald, you went, yeah, he's on the team. He's a big guy that might play a few minutes. And two years later, he's looked to as one of the guys for the team. They just develop talent. They find ways to develop guys and turn them into big-time players because, yeah, Kretsch might have to be one of the three leading scorers. Kolakovic is going to be the the straw that stirs the drink, though. Not just offensively, but defensively. He's the two-time defending BWAC Defensive Player of the Year. Be shocked if he doesn't win it again because he just plays smart. Um, now, without Jake Townsend across from him, because they knew exactly where the other one was going to be at all times. They knew when to jump passes. They knew how to get those steals. Might be a little different, but still, you're going to put Trey Kolakovich on the best ball handler on the other team, and almost all the time you're going to end up with good results. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's funny. Um, I use football analogies for basketball, but Townsend played defense like a free safety. Yeah. He would intercept passes at midcourt, and he'd bait, get, he'd bait the pass. It a, it'd be a pick six. Yeah, he'd, he'd, <laughs> he'd wait back, and they, they, they would try to bait the cross-court pass, and then they'd know it's coming. They'd jump it, and there's the layup. The thing with Crosslex and why they are just seemingly impossible to beat is because, hey, you might hang with them for a little bit, but they'll go on these runs where, all right, you're in the second quarter, you're down 22 to 18, and you're feeling good, and then you blink, and it's 34 to 20, and you go, how the hell did that happen? We were just down four. Now we're down 14 at the half. Yeah. They're going to be a fun team again, but, you know, there's a couple of other teams – that we need to keep an eye on. Last year, we thought Richmond might be ready to dethrone them. They almost were. Um, but real quick, before we go on to Richmond, uh, Crosslex has a tough non-conference. I don't know if an undefeated season's in the cards again because they have to play Gross Point North. They go to, uh, at Gross Point North. Detroit University Prep. We mentioned the Northern game. Uh, they play in a couple different showcases against Michigan Center. Uh, they play against Adrian at Belleville. Uh, also with the BWAC, but they have a tough schedule out of conference. If, but again, if there's they, a plan to that. If Yeah, oh, of course. But if they navigate all that without dropping a game, I, I don't even know anymore because that's they seemingly have a tougher schedule than last year. And, well. Because they're, they're playing those games looking at regionals and quarterfinals. Yes, looking to get ready for that point. All right, to Richmond. They were the team that you said. We thought they might dethrone Crosslex. They lost four games last year. Two of them were to cross Lex. They dropped the one against Yale in Yale, and the other one was in the regional against Notre Dame Prep. Richmond has the top-end talent. They have Marcus Thompson, Quan Haskins, Carl Stevens, that you know can just score. They are unbelievable. When they're clicking, they are almost impossible to stop. We saw uh, Carl Stevens take over the district finals against St. Clair and then take that in St. Clair's gym. 
Richmond sometimes is their own worst enemy. They cannot or sometimes cannot put 32 minutes together. And that's where they get hurt, where they'll get, race out to a lead. They, I saw it against Armada. They'll race out to a lead. They'll be up 22-8, to eight, and you're going, all right, this game's over. We haven't started the second quarter. And then it gets to 26-24, and you're going, all right, we have a game again. And kind of like Marine City girls, it can sometimes be game to game. Sometimes it's quarter to quarter. Can they get that consistency where they just put good teams away and put them in the dirt? Yeah, they definitely they had the talent. They had some size um, last year. I don't know what they, they lost in, in terms of that. But they had all the components to be that team last year. And, yeah, more, more so than other teams got in their way, they got in their own way from time to time because I saw them play like that too where they would be up 30 points in a game and you're going, wow, and – 15 minutes later, you're going, well, it's now a 12-point game. What what the heck just happened? Right. And the role players they bring back are also really solid. Trey Graham has another year playing basketball. He's a very good player. And the size you talked about, outside of Stevens, Bartolomucci, Rajewski, uh, Jelenic, all are good players that are kind of interchangeable, that they all serve the same role they can shoot they can they can grab rebounds they can clear the lane and they if you if you aren't careful they'll go off for double digits and they'll make you hurt and you go all right well we stopped Haskins and and Thompson but Bartolomucci has 10 points and yeah. it was all for naught it, it was weird too because every time I saw Stevens play he scored 20 points or better last year and like every time you saw him play I, until the last game he didn't you're like he doesn't do anything right like, and I don't dude see, he scores 23 I, every time I go and, and see him and play. it would be the opposite with Daquan Haskins <laughs> I'd go watch him and he'd have 25 points and I'm going dude Daquan Haskins is the best scorer on their team and you're like when I've seen him the four times he scored a total of 30 and it yeah. was just how it worked out and it just speaks to the versatility of Richmond again until they knock off Croslex they're going to be chasing until they get to that point they're going to be climbing up that hill I think they have a good chance again like Marine City the theme for Richmond is consistency hey don't drop that game at Yale even though when we get to the Yale Bulldogs they're going to be a good team or talk about that but they have an opportunity. They bring so much back. If they can keep it together, if they can work in one direction, they are going to be a a wagon and almost maybe might get some people to think they're the favorite in the BWAC, but th that, their games against Cross-Lex are going to be must-watch basketball because when they were in Richmond, they almost got them. Yeah. Um, just down the road for them is Armada. We know that they have Sneezak. We know what a good player he is. What are the surrounding pieces, though, for the for the Tigers, um, who were the team two years ago that we were talking about? Was if anybody was going to beat Crosslex, it was going to be Armada, and they had three cracks at it and couldn't get it done. And that's because that Crosslex team was. Stupid good, yes. and the, the Armada team was stupid good. They just yeah. Most years that team dominates. Yeah, if like yeah, like I said back then, if that team's putting a random year in the BWAC, they probably go undefeated. And Armada's talked about as the best team in the area. But anyway, Sneezdak's back. They lose Mahaffey, uh, Waskin, Chapman, Vite. They bring back uh, 
Coon, Andrews, uh, along with Preston Hill. But a lot of their guards were very similar, where you felt like the good part was you could interchange them and you don't lose much, but none of them really separated from each other. Sneezak was the big one that you knew was the guy, but besides that, you don't have much else for them. Uh, they returned some good players. They only went 6-8 and eight in the BWAC last year, if you can believe it. They finished one game above 500. But they're they're a dangerous team. I, I well, they had some injuries too last year. Like the uh, Sneezak didn't play every game, right? Um, and they they was a Newcastle, Newcaster, and Newcaster, he's not yeah. there anymore. And he's not there anymore. But they were ex- expecting him to to do more, and then he got hurt too. Yes. Um. So Armada is going to be in the mix. Emily City last year kind of quietly finished 10 and 4 in the BWAC, beat everyone not named Richmond and Cross Lex. And you know, Don Gothier is going to have a good team back. He had some young players last year. They lose a lot, but they bring back some nice young players. They lost Grady Nash, Andrew Batter, Dominic Lugerai, Xander Nolan, Holden Red. They bring back Bo Hund, uh, Xander Nash. Uh, yeah, they have they have some guys coming back. They got another kid that's coming up from from JV who I like. Is it Pulowski or Trout? Because those are the Trout, other, I believe, the, the, the other kid. two returners that MLA City is going to try to find a way to get over that hump and maybe spoil the party with Richmond and Crosslex. Yeah, they're an interesting team. Again, you know they'll play hard. Yes. Um. You. The the thing for me is. They had guys who I know can score that wouldn't shoot the ball sometimes. They played almost too selfless. Yeah. It's like every once in a while, you know, it's not good to to be selfish and take every shot. But every once in a while, when you're open, take the shot, especially if you're a guy who can knock it down. Right. If you work for the open shot, take the open shot. I mean, uh, again... It, it it's great to to pass the ball, but sometimes you can overpass the ball, and the more times you make passes, the more times you risk throwing the ball away and getting turnovers. Right. So I mean, I get it. Sometimes you get the hot hand, and that's the guy you want to go to. But sometimes, if, if if you're a kid that can shoot and you're wide open, take the shot. Yeah. And and I would say that a lot in their games last year. So Emily City again, quiet ten and four last year, finished third in the BWAC hoping to replicate it. Then it's where the just everyone else was kind of throw them in a barrel and pick them out. We already mentioned Armada. I want to talk about Yale because Yale, I think, is maybe not a dark horse to win the BWAC, but a dark horse to be really damn good. And they bring back some really nice players in Jakubiak, Monarch, Craig, Gardner, Vincent, Kreish. They lose a few players, but I think Yale has a chance to be sneaky good this year. Well, again, here's another one. They're well coached. Yes. They play good defense. Um, and, again, they kind of spread it around on, on offense. And, uh, you know, they they were sneaky good at times last year. And then they'd have off nights. Too. I mean, I, I saw them when they were really good at St. Clair one night, mm-hmm. and then I think the next time I saw them, they weren't so good at Richmond. 
Yeah, and I saw I saw them not be very good at Marine City, and then they followed that up. I think their next game was the win over Richmond at, at home, and we're going to see a lot of this Bulldog team, and I, I just have a gut feeling that maybe they're not going to get to the mountaintop yet, but maybe they're what MLA City was a year ago. They win most of their games, just can't get the top two. Last year, they did beat Richmond, so they have that one under their belt. There's just something about Yale that catches my eye. When I, If I was going to pick a, a best of the rest, Yale might be one of the teams I look to. Yeah, um, they're, they're an interesting team because Yale's either going to be right there at the top or they're going to be middle of the pack. But what they will do is they'll beat the upper teams. All their wins aren't going to be against the lower right. part of the league. Exactly. A team that... Kind of did that last year. Actually finished fourth in the BWAC was the Almont Raiders. And, again, kind of quietly had a winning season, uh, bowed out in districts, but a 12-10 and 10 year again, or season a year ago. They lose a couple of nice players, Rich Rocky, Logan Walton, Blake Campbell, but they bring back all the impossible names to say. <laughs> there is not a more there is not a another roster you look at besides Almont and you go, how the hell am I gonna say this when Rosheski <laughs> passes to Zlaga to Radit <clears throat> I'm a little out of tune with this one because this is the, this is the tough one. Marco Radoslavic, and Worse there's about and there's about three vowels in the That's entire an NBA name. name. Was, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so and also Cole Walton and Cam Bordeaux, which are much easier names to say. But they bring guys back. Ross Gothier is now the coach there, and he's got experience. Almont might be the team you might forget about, and they jump up and get someone. I'm interested to see how their style changes because they've been kind of run down the court and jack a three for a couple of years, uh, and it, that may change now. They had Cross Lex. They were playing with them for about a quarter and a half, and that was when Slanik had like 33 that game. And, yeah, they were running with them. They were hitting their shots. They were with Cross Lex, and then when it went south, it went south, and Cross Lex just started pouring it on so they're they're an interesting uh team uh, i'll i'll be honest uh, i don't know a lot about who's playing basketball at north branch well i can tell but you we this. know they have athletes if they're if they're coming out to play they have a new coach and they didn't lose any players from a year ago to graduation will damask and griffin mayberry are probably going to be the two that handle the basketball and are athletic they went 2-15 and 15 last year. North Branch, I expect maybe a little improvement, but the BWAC's so tough. If you're not ready to really punch with the heavyweights, you're going to struggle. And if you don't have more than one or two scoring options with the defense that some of these teams can play, you're going to struggle to score. Yeah. And it's been a struggle at Algonac for a while. And I saw them last year against Marine City, and they came out onto the court, and I thought, wow, this is a big, lanky team. They got a couple of big kids in the middle. One of them was Boone. I forget who the other – but they just came out, and I don't know how, how to to describe it. They just – there wasn't any area they came – that they did particularly well. The, yeah, they weren't terrible at anything, but there wasn't anything that they were exceptional at. And again, in the BWAC, 
you're going to struggle. They, they won a BWAC game. They won two games last year, which knocked them or ended those negative streaks. They yep. had lost like a, there was like 50 or 60 games in a row they had lost. Uh, they had lost a ton of BWAC games in a row. So they finally get that win and they get it off their back. But their goal this year should be to improve year over year. Um, they have a new coach and. We'll see what the muskrats are, but they might struggle a bit. Now, one team we have not brought up yet. Who could honestly make a claim for one of the top three teams in the area is Cardinal Mooney. They bring a lot back. They bring back the big ones, Trent Rice, who just glides across the basketball court. He is so fast. Dominic Cadavera is kind of a mirror to Donovan McDonald where he's improved a ton. And if he can become a dude, look out. And then their supporting cast is going to be really, really solid. Yeah, the, they they bring a lot back. Uh, Everhart's a kid that can be a scorer. Hilliker gives them quality minutes. They need good defense. Hilliker can do it. They need uh, rebounding. Hilliker can do it. They need a basket. Hillerker can do it. He doesn't do anything in high quantity. Right. But he just goes out and the minutes that he plays, he does good quietly does good things for them at the end of the night. You go, Oh, he had six points and eight rebounds and played good good defense. So they've got those kids. Iadisi is a loss. because mm-hmm. um, cause he's a, a, a leader. Um but yeah, uh I love watching Trent Rice play any sport any any sport I would watch Trent Rice play badminton <laughs> yeah because he'd probably just make it look like an explosive exciting sport yes and well with the, with Cardinal Mooney excuse me their league's a little tougher they have loyal and I believe Gabriel Richard bounced up to the AA but but Mooney is going to have a tough schedule we're not going to see them a ton, but the early test will be when they play Richmond. That will be a sneaky good game next Saturday when they play in the Dave Jackson tip-off event to see where exactly they both line up at. Yeah. Um, I, again, McAndrew, uh, this is another one. Well-coached team. Uh, Mike gets the most out of his guys. Um, and I just – Mooney is easy to root for. I, I guess that's the, the, the way I'll, I'll put it. You walk in the gym and you watch them play for a little while, and you just kind of start liking them and you want to root for them. Yes, and they're a lot of fun. Now, last year they gave up some points at times. There's a stretch where I think they lost three of four, and they should have lost four of four because they got lucky in the Cranbrook game, and they'll tell you that. And they were giving up 60-plus points a game. Now, part of that is because they play at such a high tempo. There's more possessions in the game and more opportunities to score. But if they can just lock down that defense just a little more, they'll be looking really solid. Yeah, and I do. You make a, a good point there. They did give up a lot of points. But when we, we mentioned that, too, on some podcasts last year, and Mike was like, well, we're trying to play quicker. Yeah. So the other teams are getting more possessions. Uh, you know, he felt like if they needed to lock it down, they could lock it down. But he was trying to get Trent Rice and those guys 
going down the court to get some easy baskets the other way, and they wanted more possessions, which sometimes means you, you give it up on the defensive end. Which I, I know points per possession is a stat you can probably get in the NBA and in college basketball with Ken Palm and all that. But, yeah, you're not going to get that in high school, which I wonder where they would land. But, yeah, when they were struggling, they were giving up a lot of points. And remember, they kind of limped into the postseason. They were struggling down the stretch, won one uh, tournament game before losing to Everest again. This is a year they feel they can take that next step, get to the quarterfinal, and play with some of the big boys because their schedule is just stupid tough. They, they're non-conference. They play teams four times, five times as big as them, if not bigger. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, again, the plan here is thinking ahead and thinking playoffs. They, they want to win a regional. They, they want to win a quarterfinal. Like, the, the, they want to make a deep run. Um, and the, the last couple of years, we felt like they had teams that could make deep runs and they couldn't get out of that region. They ran into a buzzsaw in the regionals. Right. They want to make sure they're ready for the buzzsaws this year. I mean, they play Richmond. They play Anchor Bay. They play St. Clair. Uh, yeah, those are some tough games. They they go across the state to play Hackett. Uh they're not going to have an easy non-conference. They're playing big two schools. They're playing Plymouth Christian on the road. Yeah, it's it's not going to be an easy ride for Mooney, but I don't think they want it to be an easy ride because when they run into a Southfield Christian or a Genesee Christian, I think they want to uh, they they want to win that game. Yeah, um, and it's kind of uh, again the window of opportunity with this group. We talk about it with ugly football. Mm-hmm. Kind of, this is if you're going to make a run, this is your chance. Right. Absolutely. All right. Did we miss anything? I know there's teams up in the thumb. I think Brown City, they still have Muxlow. That'll be good. Ugly should be returning a lot. We'll find out more about the thumb as we go along. But for our main teams, that's what we have. We're going to find out a lot of stuff here this week because once we hit the ground running, there's no looking back. Nope. A couple of games tonight in girls basketball. Uh, I'll be in Marine City. They open against Elginac, and you'll be at Northern where they take on uh, Yale. Uh, actually, very interested in, in uh, both of these basketball games. Absolutely. And more basketball later in the week, including a uh, Northern uh, Marysville uh, matchup. And we've got some hockey this week as well. There's a doubleheader coming up on Thursday. But uh, And we'll have a couple more podcasts too. Sounds like a plan. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.